0: Hey, folks, this is Jesse Cope. Back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well. Wherever y'all are and whatever part of the day you're in. I sure do appreciate you joining me. Give me a little bit of your time. I know y'all have a million other things that you could be doing. For those of y'all that continue to share the podcast and tell others about it. Thank you. I'm incredibly grateful for that. I will try and use your time wisely. For those of y'all that are over on Patreon and <clears throat> getting the extra podcast each week, continuing to financially support the podcast, thank you as well. Father, thank you for this time to record the podcast. Thank you for the people that listen to it. Watch over them and their families. Guide us all back to you. Help us to help those that have less than we do. Help us to seek you and your kingdom and your righteousness first. To Love you with our whole heart, mind, soul, and strength. To Love our neighbors as ourselves. Guide our steps. Thank you for all the bounty that you have given us, and thank you for giving us time to prepare. God, in my words help us to do Your will, Father, in the name of Your Son Jesus Christ. We pray. Amen. Got a little bit more work done. Girls came out, and we're trying something different in the raised beds this year. <clears throat> I'll let y'all know if it works. We're gonna put some plastic down just in the raised beds and then plant our i don't know what all we're going to plant in there yet tomatoes maybe some bell peppers we'll just kind of see and see if that helps control the weeds a little bit see if it causes too much damage though from getting hot we'll just I'm not real sure, I'm not completely sold on it, but it would be nice uh, to control the weeds a little bit. I know a lot of people use mulch. We tried that one year and it was just a disaster. Of course, it was old hay mulch, so probably that's why. But at any rate, I'll let y'all know, all the trees still look good right now, so far. And we maybe will get a little rain, which wouldn't hurt. We're gonna go back to Mayhew. This is a discourse concerning unlimited submission and non-resistance to the higher powers, with some reflections on the resistance made to King Charles I and on the anniversary of his death, in which the mysterious doctrine of that prince's sainthood and martyrdom is unriddled. This is from 1750. Jonathan Mayhume. He's the pastor of the West Church in Boston. We talked about the preface, preface a little bit, and uh, I'm going to read another little bit from that, and then we're going to go on and read a couple more excerpts. So we might stand this, might come back to this again next week. We'll just see. I'm going to kind of jump in here in the middle. The mystery of iniquity began to work even in the days of some of the apostles. But the kingdom of Antichrist was then, in one respect, like the kingdom of heaven, however different in all others. It was as a grain of mustard seed. This grain was sown in Italy, that fruitful field. And though it were the least of all seeds, it soon became a mighty tree. It has long since overspread and darkened the greatest part of Christendom, so that we may apply to it what is said of the tree which Nebuchadnezzar saw in his vision. The height thereof reacheth unto heaven, and the sight thereof to the end of all the earth, and the beasts of the field have shadow under it. Tyranny brings ignorance and brutality along with it. It degrades men from their just rank into the class of brutes. It damps their spirits. It suppresses arts. I'm going to have to stop here, folks, just because uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about a couple of these. So it brings ignorance and brutality. It degrades men from their just rank into the class of brutes. It damps their spirits. You think back about the, the mob violence that we saw with... Black Lives Matter and Antifa a couple years ago, and you look at the uh, just absolute bigotry, the racism that you see out of the left, where every single topic is based on race or gender, right? And so the people that claim to be most against that are the people that make every single aspect of life about your skin color or your gender, right? So there's no truth involved. There's no search for truth at all. It's impossible to search for truth when you, as the current president sadly did, when you make a recommendation like the Supreme Court based solely on race. And that's true of anything. And we've talked about multiple examples on this podcast. Uh, the idea that the left, that one of their core values is not identity politics, whether it's by, by skin color or by gender or by class, right, socioeconomic uh, whatever it is, it's based on, on on those superficial traits, not on actual merit, not on worth at all. And so you, you this tyranny that comes along with leftism, socialism, communism, Nazism, fascism, and I and I started to try and throw those together every time I say it because they're really all the same, folks. There's not that much different uh, between the Soviet communists or the fascists in Italy or the Nazis in Germany or the communists, socialists in South America, China, they all go toward this totalitarian end and they all bring tyranny with them. And what does that do to men? It turns men into beasts. And you see that in that mob mentality. That's why our our founders were so concerned about mob democracy, because they knew that it just destroyed the free institutions, the liberty and freedom of a republic because it just turned into this just mob of brutes and violence came into it and it degraded men, right? How degrading is it? How degrading is it? You know, I'm going to throw my wife under the bus here. We talked about this years and years ago and we were talking about The military academies. This was when I was in the military and and the double standards and the hypocrisy were right in front of my face every day. And she made the comment once and it was really eye opening to me. I guess I had thought of it before, but but not really as starkly as she presented. She said, I would be so uh, ashamed and so offended if I knew that I had gotten into an organization, any organization, because somebody made the standards easier for me and if i had gotten into an organization that i knew that i was hurting and not helping all because of the fact that i was a girl or you could put in whatever you wanted here about those those that bigotry of the left you know your your race or you you look at reparations now today right san francisco some ungodly number of millions of dollars uh, and we're going to sell houses for a dollar uh, to anybody that has the right skin color, right? And so what they're telling you, and you're starting to hear some voices get stronger and stronger. There's a couple of really, I think, pretty solid, young, both male and female voices uh, on Prager U and a couple other places that are really starting to hammer back on this saying, you know, but how offensive is it to be told, well, you're not really good enough, so we're going to help you. Or, you know what, you're really making this organization worse. You talk about, like, co-ed units in the military. You're really making uh, the military weaker. You're making it worse. And everybody knows that. But we're going to go ahead and play along. And so we're going to adjust the standards so we can get you in. We're going to take some, some spots away from people that are more qualified. In that case, it would be men. But you can use this in colleges anywhere. We're going to take some spots away from people that are more qualified. We're going to give them to you. And they expect you to be so grateful that you don't even understand that they're degrading you from your, you really your own, your just rank, right? When it says just rank, think about, we all have natural talents and abilities. I'm going to go off on a little detour here for just one second. This is the idea of, that everybody has to go to college today. No, no, everybody doesn't have to go to college today. In fact, it would be best for most people if they didn't. And I've got a number of experiences firsthand that I can tell you about that, right? But, but we sell this lie that everybody has to go to college. And so we try and force everybody to be the same, right? The left's always, right? Men and women, well, you've got to be the same. Not equality, not of equal value, right? That's the really just maddening twist that they put onto it. They're not, they claim that they're trying to fight for equality, but they're not. They're trying to fight for sameness. And so when you do that, you degrade people out of what they justly deserve, right? If you have a talent in, in art or something else, you ought to be able to use that, not try to be forced into a certain path or if you're really good at math or what, whatever it is, instead of trying to pretend that everybody's the same. Uh, it just, it makes no sense. It dampens their spirits, it suppresses the arts. This is all at the foot of tyranny, leftism, socialism, communism, Nazism, fascism, all the same really. It extinguishes every spark of noble ardor and generosity in the breasts of those who are enslaved by it. You see that too. Uh, You see it in a couple ways, one, you You go back to the b l m right and it was really supposed to take care of people that nobody else cared about supposedly and the the people in charge, the higher powers they made a lot of money off of it. They got new houses, new cars, et cetera, but very little of that money went to help those people that were really poor and and in danger right in these. Ghetto cities, controlled by the left anyway. And so that, that makes sense, this quote about tyranny extinguishing every spark of, of noble honor and generosity in the breasts of those who are enslaved, by all these people that, that for whatever reason choose to continue to support the left, that generosity of heart, that nobility, it dies, it's extinguished. The flames are put out. It makes naturally strong and great minds feeble and little and triumphs over the ruins of virtue and humanity. Right. I mean, come on, virtue and humanity. That's the biggest one. Virtue. When we've rejected God over the last several decades, we've thrown virtue out the window. And and our founders repeatedly talked about that. If we didn't have morality, if we didn't have religion, if we didn't have a virtuous people, this republic couldn't stand and we see it falling today. And then you take these these naturally strong and great minds and you, you put them in this little bitty square where everything has to be about race or gender or you're oppressed or you're entitled to something. And what does that do? It completely destroys your own natural abilities because you always want to blame somebody else. You're always looking for that crutch, right? You see it in kids. We talk about this in education so often today. So many of these kids have really great abilities, but we've convinced them, well, you're not smart enough to do it on your own. So we're going to give you some extra time or we're going to have somebody read to you or we're going to give you a calculator or we're going to shorten the test or make the test easier because you're just not quite there right this this idea of inclusion it's such a lie it doesn't work you bring the standard down you don't raise the standard right that's just unbelievable this is true of tyranny in every shape right doesn't matter what form they call it leftism socialism communism nazism fascism it's true in every shape there can be nothing great and good where its influence reaches. Nothing, folks, nothing great and good. Not a few things, nothing. For which reason it becomes every friend to truth and humankind, every lover of God and the Christian religion to bear a part in opposing this hateful monster. We have a responsibility, folks, to oppose evil in any form as Christians and as members of a Christian nation. So you say, well, I don't believe in Jesus Christ as the Son of God. Well, you're still an American. This is still a Christian nation. It's still based on the principles of Christ, right? A a pretty good example that popped in my head right now. uh, My grandfather who, who died before I was born, but my father has told me little tidbits over the years. And one of them was, talking about the the LGBTQ community. And my grandfather made the comment that they have the same moral responsibilities that heterosexuals do, right? And so what are those responsibilities? Those responsibilities are no matter what you want to do, you have a responsibility to do the right thing, to do what's moral, to do what's virtuous. And so You know, you see in heterosexuals, I saw a a clip recently, and I've had this thought in my head, I've told it to a few people, you know, you take most straight heterosexual men, uh, and given the choice, they're going to have the option to sleep with as many pretty women as they can get their hands on, right? But you have a responsibility that goes greater, it's outside of yourself, that's why. This this Christian republic is so important because our principles are based on something that's greater than us, than just men. And so we have a responsibility to to stand up against evil, to stand up against tyranny, right? To stand for truth, right? And, and to, to oppose, as Mayhew says in his, his sermon, oppose this hateful monster of tyranny, of leftism. Socialism, Communism, Nazism, Fascism. It was a desire to contribute a mite towards carrying on a war against this common enemy that produced the following discourse. And if it serve in any measure to keep up a spirit of civil and religious liberty amongst us, my end is answered. There are virtuous and candid men in all sects, all denominations of Christianity. All such are to be esteemed, there are also vicious men and bigots in all sex, all denomination, and all such ought to be despised. And then he ends this little preface part with a quote from Pope, to virtue only and her friends a friend. The world beside may murmur or commend. Know all the distant din that world can keep, rolls over my grotto and but soothes my sleep. Right? and uh, the point of that that i always got out of it was again to do the virtuous thing the right thing no matter whether the world condemns you or commends you that's not your goal your goal is to do the right thing even if you're the only one doing it and so we'll come back to this one more time and talk uh, a little bit more about his sermon and this idea the basis really folks is is twofold a huge part today we have a responsibility to stand up to evil, and evil takes the form of uh, the core values of the left today or communism, socialism, which are those core values, Nazism, fascism, all those things, that, and, and those core values really right lay them out. Uh, feminism, LGBTQ lifestyles, abortion, illegal immigration, critical race theory, identity politics, all that bigotry that's mixed up there, right? Uh, All of these things take different forms in different areas, but we have a responsibility to stand up against them. And then the other part of this that we'll kind of probably close with on the next podcast episode is when our government stands for evil things that go against directly against the teaching of God, not just things that we don't like folks, they have to be truly evil things. You know, you look at our founders, they took a lot from Britain uh, that was really hard before they finally split. And they wanted to reconcile even up until the very end. And we have a responsibility to attempt that for as long as possible. But if there's evil being instituted systemically from our government, we have a responsibility not to go along with it, but to stand up against it. Uh, and that's that's where this freight train is headed. Without a doubt. God bless y'all. God bless your families. God bless America. We'll talk to y'all again real soon, folks. Looking forward to it.